Hey, Michaela. Mm-hmm. Have you ever forgotten to pick your kids up from anywhere? Oh, jeez, I hope they're not listening. Yes. <laughs> Just one of the kids or all of them? You got three. Uh, I got three. Uh, no, two were at childcare and I kind of forgot. Uh, but lucky the husband remembered. <laughs> what? Five minutes till it shut. We we actually have also both turned up at the same time to pick up the kids from school. Just to be sure. Yeah. So, a bit of lack of communication there. <laughs> but at least we were picking them up. But you love your kids, right? Oh, yeah. Cool. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to another episode of the Tradies Babysitting Business Show. Uh, <laughs> With the worst mother in the world. Yeah, sorry. I probably just made you feel really bad about yourself. Yeah. It's not really possible for me to make you feel bad about yourself, though. No, no, never. Because that's your choice, isn't it? That is. I choose what I think. And and that's my attempt at a segue into today's episode. <laughs> that was pretty crap, wasn't it? It was, but we'll just keep rolling. Yeah, okay. It? That was nearly as good as my dad jokes, wasn't it? There's nothing, anything good about any of your dad jokes. If you like my dad jokes, if Give you're listening one. to the Have show... You got one? Go on, just do one for a... Oh, I said one upstairs. Yeah, that was silly. Think of another oh, one. Oh, okay. Well, she anyway, no, she did ask me a question upstairs, which I just thought I'd let it go. You know the pay pass thing? I'm going yeah. to talk about this on right. air now. And I, I ordered a coffee and, you know, pay pass. The chick said to me, do you tap? Maybe mm. nobody else gets that. But anyway, <clears throat> so uh, today's guest is uh, sitting in this. That no, wasn't a dad joke either. Uh, we got a hot seat today. Hot seat? Hot seat. Yes, we do. I'm Poor a bit tongue tied after that. Poor James didn't know Poor what was coming. James, he needed it. He did. Yeah. If you're listening, James, which I know James is a listener to the show, and he's a member of the toolkit, he might quit after today. Uh, I think he was a little bit tender after he left here. He's got a long drive back to his business. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure there'll be some deep thinking going on behind the uh, the wheel of the van. Yes, hopefully he doesn't drive off the road thinking that's an easier <laughs> option than doing what we just said, but. But James has actually, he's built a good business. Um, he's achieved a lot of things that a lot of tradies would love to achieve. He's off the tools. Uh, the business is managed. It's profitable. He's got time to go, you know, riding around on his race bike. Uh, but James James really needed a bit of a beating from us today, didn't he? He was a little lost. He was a little lost. But uh, I think with a good slap around from us that we may just have got him back on the on the right track and be a little bit more motivated about his business. We got him in the padded cell that is our recording studio. <laughs> we beat him around a bit. So <laughs> uh, some great learnings in here. I'll stop rambling. I'll refrain from any more crappy dad joke things. Thank you, because we'd like to keep the few listeners that we do have. That's good. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, enjoy our hot seat with James. We'll see you at the other end. And welcome to the Tradies Business Show, James from Paintway. How are you, James? Good, Warwick. How are you, mate? Great, thanks. Great to have you on the show, mate. Glad to be here. It's awesome. And uh, we're also joined by Michaela. Michaela's with us today. Hello. Yes, I'm here. (laughs) So, James, uh, mate, you haven't always been a painter, have you? Tell us a bit about, um, I guess, your journey and how you came to be the amazingly successful artist that you are today. Gee, that's that's giving me a, a big ticket there, Warwick. Uh, well, yeah, it's a family business. Of um, my dad was a painter. His dad was a painter. Came out from England in the early sixties. Um, but yeah, I I did my time with them. 
uh, family business. And then I moved on, sold finance, I've sold real estate, uh, I've even sold cars. So, Hang on, hang on, hang on, back up. You sold cars? Yeah, I have done, yes. How long did you do that for, Just mate? don't tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, nobody listens to this show. <laughs> How long did you sell cars for, mate? A oh, couple of years when I first moved to the Gold Coast. Did you do any good? I did all right, yeah. Yeah, I suppose I did all right. Uh, I made more than the average car salesman did, put it that way. So what dodgy tactics did you use then? Come on. Oh, my God, how long have you got? (laughs) (laughs) This is the Gold Coast we're talking about. (laughs) Selling cars on the Gold Coast, mate. That's a hell of a start to business. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't get any worse than that, does it? (laughs) uh, And you can tell we've really prepared for this interview, but, uh, mate, what were some of the big lessons you learned selling cars? Because I'm I'm pretty passionate about sales and marketing, but certainly the sales side of things, and I guess the fears that a lot of people have in business, particularly trade businesses, um, having to sell to customers. What were some of the big lessons for you, mate? Yeah, great grounding there for that, particularly. Um, I've always been okay at selling naturally a good communicator, but actually having to do it when you go onto the yard and you're not feeling the best or, you know, your mood's in a certain place and you have to put on your sales hat. And going through that, selling 400,000K Hilux Utes for top dollar wasn't that easy. So you have to really learn the craft of selling quite well and that was you know i'm talking 15 years ago that was old school selling so you had to be in control of the conversation you had to learn um how to read a customer's excuses or you know all that sort of stuff Uh, great grounding for moving into the back into the family business with quoting and and communicating and learning how to do all that stuff so do you think that's been a part of your success mate with with paintway most definitely I, i think Without that, I'd just be still on the tools and I would still be just another painter. You know, it's all about your sales and it's all about your communication and and how you present yourself. So uh, you used to be a used car salesman. So how did you get into... (laughs) You have to put it that way, Michaela. Yeah, she just did. Uh, So where are you at now? So Paintway, tell us a little bit about your situation now and how you've grown your business. Well, Paintway is at the at the stage now where I've, I've moved back from the Gold Coast, we're in Toowoomba, which is where I'm from. And 12 months ago, we did that move. Sorry, three years ago, we did that move. 12 months ago, I got off the tools. So that's where I'm at at the moment, uh, running a trade business as a trade business, not being on the tools. And how have you found that transition? Because I know for a lot of trade businesses, that can be really tough. Are you making that decision to sort of say, okay, I'm, I'm not going on the tools and I'm going to grow the business through staff or subcontractors? And so how have you found the last 12 months t- transitioning over to being more of a business owner? It's been good and bad and tough. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I would do some things differently, um, but I wouldn't change a lot of things either. Okay, so what would you do differently? probably think more about the actual end goal of what I wanted to do rather than just saying I don't want to be on the tools anymore because my knees are going to fall off um, and then just winging it basically I've winged it Mm -hmm. and so have a bit more of a structure and a plan to where you want to be in 12 months or two years or five years with the business yeah correct Yeah. yeah and how did you find the actual you know 
what to do with your time kind of thing. So you're so used to getting up, going to the job, doing that for the day. All of a sudden, you probably felt like you had a lot more hours in the day. How did you find that with, in terms of staying motivated in the business? Yeah, I didn't expect that. That's one thing I didn't think about from the outset of getting off the tools. I thought I'd have this great life where everything would be taken care of and I'd be able to do all this stuff. I actually felt guilty. I still do. It's only This is only 12 months ago. So I still feel guilty some days where I get up at six or seven and I really don't have a lot to do and I think well I should be doing something I feel like I need to be producing more so I guess you can I get a bit bored sometimes so James uh, we may have got you into the studio under false pretenses mate talking about a real tradie story and uh, you know this was going to be one of these great stories about one of our tradie listeners and how he's uh, you know got off the tools and all this sort of wonderful stuff and that is a really good story mate even for a used car salesman Uh, (laughs) you're not going to let that go (laughs) no but uh, mate Michaela and I have decided you're actually here for a hot seat so uh, I can see the fear in your eyes yeah what the hell does that mean (laughs) Um, mate so I want to I want to grab hold of this point about getting bored. Okay, now we had a brief conversation before we uh, came into the studio. Um, I think with you, mate, you've got to this point where you've got a managed business, and there's a bit of uh, funky stuff going on at the moment, isn't there? Yeah. Do, what do you do mean you wanna, by funky stuff? Do, do you want to tell our listeners? I guess. Um, yeah, we ask we ask uh, those of you who have joined the Tradies Business Toolkit. Uh, what's one thing you're struggling with in your business right now? And it's a great question for you if you are listening. Um, just sit down and have some some uh, quiet time, maybe in the smallest room of the house for you. But uh, just ask yourself, what's one thing I'm struggling with right now? That's probably not the right room to actually ask that question. But uh, but you know, what's one thing you're struggling with right now in your business? And so for you, James, what is that that thing at the moment, mate? I guess the next level, like where do I go from here? Like I've got to this point, I've achieved that much in such a short time. I don't know where I'm going to go or or what to do with it. Um, Yeah. So you've had a few businesses in your past, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I've had a couple. <laughs> so what's a bit of a recurring theme for you, James, in the businesses you've had in the past? Is is there a pattern that sort of is tending to play itself out over time? Yeah, most definitely. Um, going for the idea of a new thing, a shiny object, as you put it, is is probably a pattern that I've I've done. Yeah. And what have you done in the past to combat that? Anything? Probably find another new shiny object. <laughs> <laughs> Go and satisfy the craving. Yeah, or, or buy a race bike or yeah, something. Yeah, another motorcyclist, a motorcyclist. Yeah. Um, so, mate, uh, one of the things that I think. And and I guess I'm giving this advice with our listeners in mind as well because I know it's affected me over the years as well. I love a good startup, and I said that to you earlier before we came in the studio. Startups are exciting, and you know you start your own business. And and for anybody listening to the show, if you have just started your business, I'm sure you you're either in or you've gone through that sort of new relationship honeymoon phase where it's all exciting and you've still got the beer goggles on. Uh, and then after a while, the gloss goes off a bit. And, uh, you know, in a business, it probably happens maybe after a year or two. Um, but, you know, you get that sort of seven-year itch thing going on. Yeah, uh, and you start to get bored. Yeah, exactly. And and it's that thing of saying that you're bored. But what's really the problem there? Like, if you dug down into that whole boredom thing, James, what would you say is, is actually going on for you? Are you really bored or is it something else? It's probably lack of focus, to be honest with you. It, it's probably you, you get to this point and you're not expecting 
to be at this point. Like you get there and you go, well, is this all there is? And without that uh, continual drive for towards something, then with you, you just get all muddled up and you you know you don't have any real structure each day. And I guess that's where I'm at, I suppose. Because you were aiming for something to get to this point, weren't you? Like yeah. you had some goals that got you to this point, yeah? To get off the tools. Yeah, okay. So you've pretty much achieved that, haven't you? Yeah. And what's yeah. next? What's the next goal? Yeah, well, that's it. Lack of focus. Yeah. So a big part of what Mikhail and I certainly see with people in trade businesses especially, but, but certainly any business, is when we get to that goal, it's like it's like running a race. Is We run the race and maybe we win or we get a flag or whatever. But if we don't have another goal, well, then there's really no reason to go back to training, is there? No. No, that's right. And it's it's that focus that you've got to continually work on. Yeah, so ha- not having that focus, you know, of the next level. So you, you've achieved the goal of, you know, getting off the tools. So it'd be really about for you getting motivated again is saying, okay, what actually do I want to get out of the business now? Or how much money do I now want to make? Or how big does the team want to get? Or do I want to change location? So it's really about, okay, what's the next level that you want to go to with your business? Well, I guess the next level would be to actually go to the next level, employ more staff and step further back from actually running the business. And I can see how excited you are about employing more staff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's been tough. (laughs) And that's putting it politely. So can you unpack that a little bit more for our listeners, mate, just so they've got some idea about what you've been working through with that whole staff issue? Yeah, you mean uh, attracting staff and having them yeah. ruin yeah. your business, yeah. that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, sounds so exciting and positive, mate. No wonder you want to grow the business. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, exactly. It's 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 a very difficult thing to do, but it's not impossible. I've managed to do it. Um, I don't know how because I've just been winging it, but, uh, you know, bad staff can really hurt your business. So you've having if I has, was to do that over again, I would really think more clearly about who I'm going to let into my business and have better structures around what they need to do and what I want them to do and what I want the clients to see them doing. Um, That's, I guess, to answer your question, that's where I'm at now. So have you had those, I guess, uh, supervisory systems in place up till now? Yeah, loosely, um, but that that definitely needs a lot more structure. Okay, so it's about... um I guess for you putting together some structure around hiring and staffing and things like that. So actually documenting those procedures and really understanding what you need to do and going through that each time that you want to get a staff. Um, and also being off the tools now, you can focus more on getting better staff and taking a bit longer to look around and really test the market before you move on. But I think for a lot of it is because you've had trouble with the staff is, and you want to grow to the next level, is that fear about getting bigger something that concerns you because it's just going to be continually more staff issues? Or what do you think hasn't motivated you to go to that next level yet? Yeah, most definitely. You hit the nail on the head there. It, it's like the stress that it's taken to get to this point, although it has, it's been good and bad, but, and that is the fear of going forward again. Do I have to go through that every single time? I need one new staff member. And you, you, you sit back and you go, oh, geez, really, I don't want to be bothered with that. Mm. So your past doesn't dictate your future. So if you have had um, problems in the past, you've learned from them, you've now got time to develop better procedures, um, 
and you can focus back on that more, that don't just think you're, just because your team's going to get bigger, you're going to have more problems. You know, it's something to really let go and actually focus on getting the right type of staff so that you can grow. So just forget about problems that you may have had. I certainly learned from them. Mm-hmm. But by documenting and really thinking about what you do want, your processes and all those kind of things can make such a difference. So you're telling me instead of being bored and racing my bike, I have to actually work on the business. Oh, there you go. He got there <laughs> That'd have to be the shortest hot seat we've done here on the Tradies Business Show. I think it's the second one, to be honest. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's true, mate. Often I, I see uh, people masquerading as boredom or bright, shiny object addiction or whatever you want to call it is really a bit of a smokescreen for the fact that, to be honest, they're probably crapping their pants about the next stage. And that might be employing more staff or it might be investing in equipment or for some of you listening, it might be just actually starting your own business. And I know I had a conversation recently with a listener who had literally just started out and uh, somebody else who is thinking about starting out. So there's all these different fears and that's really what it comes back to is we're all afraid of something. And obviously for you, James, you know, there's a bit of fear around going bigger. Is that going to create more problems? Am I going to have less time to myself, less time for the race bike, which may not be a bad thing, mate. Uh, I hear those things are expensive. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's breaking that fear down and working out, okay, well, what things would I need to put in place, as Michaela was saying, so that I was more likely to get the outcomes that I wanted and busting it down, looking at the factual side of it. It's the other F word that goes with fear, <laughs> and it's got more than four letters. But but looking at the facts or the factual side of that um, and having a, a system in place as well. So recruitment. Now, we, we probably don't talk about it enough on the show, is successful recruitment is really just a system. And there's a formula that tends to attract better quality people mm. and retains them. And then on an ongoing basis is your role shifts as being from – that of a painter or even a guy who runs a painting business to, you know, the captain of the team and actually the coach of the team. Uh, and so for anyone who's listened to the show for a while knows that I, I do a bit of coaching and mentoring as well. But you really have to take that role in your own business is, is, the, guy, is the head coach. Yeah, totally. And I, I think when you go from being on the tools and, and working hard at being a tradie, and getting to that next level where you've got to have someone else do that for you. It's about control. And I really struggled with letting go of that control. And I guess this situation now, moving forward, is about the same thing. Letting go of that control, just on a different level. All of what you said is is totally correct, yeah. And control can be easily obtained through, um, this is the boring side of it coming out, but really good accountability and procedures in place. A lot of that control can be controlled if that makes sense and i guess it's about asking well not what may happen if it goes wrong but what if it works like stop looking at the negative as well and thinking oh it's all it's just going to be a hassle all the time actually what if i do get the right people and where can that take me you know so it's also think about what if this actually does work so it's a bit of a mindset thing as well yeah for sure and and i think um if i was to look back at what i did then I had a focus and a goal to achieve. So if if I was to do that again and have a specific goal to go for, then all of those other problems get overcome because you just find a different way to do it. You have to be disturbed enough to to want to do that. It's amazing. Uh, you know, you talk about motorcycling and, and uh, I'm a fellow temporary Australian as well. <clears throat> but, uh, 
if you want a bike bad enough, you'll find a way to actually get it, won't you? Ain't that the truth? And I know you drove a very long way one. recently to buy a set of tire warmers, <laughs> mate, <laughs> because you wanted them pretty bad. Uh, but it's the same with having good, solid goals, as Michaela was saying. You just, we, we just we all need something to pull us towards that through all the obstacles that that can possibly get in our way. Yeah, most definitely. And you, and the goal's got to be exciting enough for you to want to do that because it's bloody hard, you know. The the daily grind of it is tough. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. Of course you are. Uh, and I'm thinking we're going to set a goal with you here. And we're, to, and we're going to give you some action items. So we're going to hold you accountable, okay? So we're going to have to check in with you in the show, you know, in a few months' time. But I think let's let's set the goal now, okay? So where do you want to be in 12 months? Well, what's something obtainable that you want to get to that you're willing to share? 100 grand a month. Revenue? Correct. Okay. All right. So in 12 months' time, 100 grand revenue a month. All right. Cool, mate. So uh, how much homework do you reckon you've got now, James? A lot. <laughs> Spend less time looking at motorcycle parts online <laughs> yeah, and doing what Warwick tells right. me to do. <laughs> Manage the distractions, mate. I think that's Mel's job too, buddy. Yeah, for sure. For those that don't know, Mel is uh, is James' wife, but I think everybody probably figured that out, mate, <laughs> including Mel, if you're listening to the show. G'day, Mel. And, and well done to you, too, for sticking it out with this bloke, by the way. <laughs> she needs a medal. I'm hard to live with. Okay, so we put your goal out there. We're telling the universe that's what you want. What's some of the, the first, what's the first three things that he needs to do, Warwick? Well, I guess uh, it goes back to something that James was saying before is, so he's got a goal now, but um, it's about having clarity about the steps to get there. So what are the things you actually need to work on or through? Uh, and, you know, you could do a bit of an audit on the business and say, okay, so I've built a, a business to this level. Um, I've got these things in place. What would a $1.2 million a year business look like? What things would it have in place? What sort of a business plan would it have? What sort of budgets, forecasts, organisational charts, uh, you know, position descriptions, systems, procedures, marketing strategies? What sort of marketing would it be running? What sort of relationships would it have? What sort of CEO would it have, mate? Bloody hell, where do I start with that lot? His head just exploded in front of us just then. That sounds like so much fun, Warwick. I can't wait. <laughs> My clients don't call me the brain grenade for nothing. <laughs> But but that's I guess that's a quick laundry list of uh, not necessarily everything you're going to do this week, and that's where I could see the colour drain from your face <laughs> as I ran through that list of things. Um, that's that's more than twelve months' work. That's actually a lifetime of business work. Is in those fundamentals. The thing is working out. Okay, well, what do I need to do this week that's going to advance me closer to my hundred k a month? And it's starting to break that down into the actionable steps on a week to week basis. And then simply just hitting that each week. It's like racing a bike, okay? You're not thinking about all seven corners on the circuit. You're thinking about the corner that's coming up right now, mm. and you're hitting that. You, you're late apexing. You're tipping in at exactly the right point. You're on the throttle at the right point. You can see I love motorbikes, can't you? Yeah, you know uh, something about it. <laughs> but, but you're not thinking about turn three when you're going through turn one. Yes, you're setting yourself up for turn two, but it's all about this corner. The thing is, though, you've walked the circuit before you even got on your bike and actually mapped out a plan for the race, when you're going to push hard, what you've got to do to manage your tyres. Sorry to anybody who's not a motorsport fan, because they're probably <laughs> falling asleep right now. But that's the level of thinking that goes into a successful lap of one circuit. And yet we go out there in our businesses and we think, oh, you know what, I'll print some business cards and I'll slap some paint on the walls and I'll make some money. 
yeah, and then great, we great analogy. Why, we wonder great why analogy. we get to this stage, and it's like yeah. shit. I'm bored. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. I mean, I've probably done that by winging it to get where I'm at now, but it's actually turning around now to get to the next level. I've actually got to plan it, just like on the racetrack. You're right. You've got to plan what you're doing. You've got to set some small goals to get to the big goal. And I've done all that, but not really been conscious of it. Yeah, and it's something you keep saying, oh, I've winged it. So that's a bit of negative self-talk that we need to get rid of. Because I think you've done more than wing it. You've actually, you know, grown a really successful business where you can get off the tools in a relatively short space of time. Um, you've got a great name and in your area and things like that. So it's not about winging it. You've, you've got talent there. you just got to put it in the right areas and focus. Never really thought of it like that. Thank you, Michaela. See, I like you better than Warwick. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because she's nice to you, mate. <laughs> and I don't give the homework. <laughs> yeah. No, I was never good at homework. <laughs> or we call it home fun instead. There you go, mate. Home fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fun. <laughs> so any any other key challenges in your business, James, before we, we actually let you out of this locked, padded room? <laughs> <laughs> well, how long's a piece of string? So nothing else that's going to stop you getting to 100K a month, mate. No, no, nothing at all. I have, I'm, a, I'm publicly accountable now as well, so <laughs> thanks, mate. James is sweating profusely, <laughs> listeners. Uh, <laughs> so make sure, so James is a member of the toolkit. Uh, make sure if you haven't joined, it's worth the dollar to join up just to give James a bit of a hard time and keep him accountable for the next 30 days at least. and uh, You're going to owe me money. <laughs> and then if you stick around, you can actually support him to achieve that goal. Um, and I'm sure uh, the things we've talked about today are not uh, unique to James at Paintway. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening thinking, thank God it wasn't me sitting in the seat. <laughs> However, if anyone does want to come in, just let us know on the show homepage. We're more than willing to have you come in and sweat it out. Good luck with that. <laughs> well, James, uh, it's been great having you in. I'm going to ask you uh, a question we'd like to ask all of our guests. I mean, you were more of a, a subject than a guest today. Uh, punching bag comes to mind. But, um, but mate, uh, if you had a 1,000 tradies in a room in front of you, What's one thing from your journey um, or one lesson you've had in business that you would love to share with those thousand tradies sitting in the room, mate? Without doubt, learn how to sell. Get very good on how to sell and everything around that. Because without that, basically life is a sale. Everything you do in life, whether it's business, whether it's your, you know, you're courting someone to marry, um, even talking to your kids when they get a bit older, it's all about sales. And if you're no good at sales, I mean, you're not going to go very far. You know, and that would be the biggest thing that's got me off the tools, I would reckon, even though I'm winging it. <laughs> Such great advice. And look, you've got a 1,000 tradies in a room. Let's use this as a forum to get some good staff for you. So what are you looking for? Come on, quick pitch. Well, I need someone who knows the industry inside out and back to front, but they also need to be good with clients and they need to be well presented. And that's really like finding a needle in the haystack in this industry. And uh, I have to say, if I had a dollar for every time I'd heard that from every industry, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're not unique then. Yeah. And and I don't mean to downplay that, but it is uh, – and, and I've worked with businesses across all sorts of industries, um, you know, accounting, finance, everything – 
it's always hard to get good people, often because we don't know how to look for them and we don't know how to attract them. You know, we turn up to the bar, our bum's hanging out of our dirty old shorts, we're standing there drinking Forex, you know, we haven't combed our hair and we wonder why the attractive women aren't talking to us. <laughs> so You're we, good at analogies, mate. <laughs> I love them. I love a good analogy. I'm in that bar with you right now. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got to make our businesses and ourselves attractive to the right people. Otherwise, we're never going to get them to come and work for us. Um, so when we actually take a look at would I want to work for my own business, um, it's amazing how many good people we start to attract to our businesses. Uh, but it is, a, it is a really valid point. So if somebody did want to find out more about Paintway, uh, where should they look, James? What's the best place to find out more about you guys? The easiest way is just go straight to the website, uh, paintway.net.au, or you can email me directly, james at paintway.net.au. Great, and thanks so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And, you, and your knowledge and sharing is going to help heaps of other tradies out there. So we do appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for coming in, James. No worries, guys. Thanks heaps. Got a question you want answered on the show? Go to tradiesbusinessshow.com. And so, James, thank you for that. He did do a we great job. We love you, job. James. Yes. So <laughs> Thanks for playing. Now, he's a Toolkit member, and if you want to become a Toolkit member, and you don't have to come in our hot seat or be on the show, of course. <laughs> but uh, I reckon his dollar for 30 days was pretty well spent. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's $30 for the f- thir- $30 for 30 days. That that's pretty good actually. It's $1 for 30 days and then uh, a small monthly fee after that. Not sure what it is yet cuz we're not sure when this is going live, but uh, very affordable, let's say under $30. Yep. A month. And that gets you access to us in the private Facebook community, as well as webinars and templates and videos and all sorts of good stuff and as well as uh, the other tradies and, and mentors in the toolkit area as well to give you advice so hopefully james will go on there and everyone else will tell him what to do and offer him advice to get to his goal 100 grand a month uh and so you can you can see or hear the sort of uh stuff that michaela and i will grill you about if you're game enough to get in the private facebook group maybe that's why you know more people aren't actually in there commenting (laughs) because they're too afraid that we're going to tear them apart Uh, but it's all done from a place of love we just want to help you guys achieve your goals if that's a hundred grand a month if it's a new car if it's you know whatever it is um it takes you to put it out there and i think that was a big thing from james uh little hot seat session there is you know until he sat down with us and actually put it out there he hadn't thought it through and probably just wrote it off as not possible or too hard or too scary or whatever and Mm. you know was off chasing some other brilliant ideas yep and I just forgot what I was going to say. Uh, I would really like to turn that into a blooper, but I won't. I'll just leave it in the episode for our listeners to enjoy. Uh, so basically, uh, yeah, jump in there, join the toolkit, tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. Got it. Uh, yeah, Michaela's back. <laughs> uh, what I, I was going to say was, were you serious if you want to be in the hot seat? Just let us know because yeah. we're looking for victims. I mean, people to help all the time. That's right. And there, honestly, there are some great lessons in you sharing your challenges with the rest of our listening audience. Don't be afraid. Nobody really listens to the show. That's right. Except our mothers. (laughs) But uh, by all means, hit us up on the Facebook page or send us a voicemail. We've had a couple of voicemails on the show page, tradiesbusinessshow.com. You can leave us a little voicemail there and uh, we will reply and uh, we'd love to have you on the show. We can Skype you in from anywhere in the country um, and we'd love you to share your challenge for the good of 
all of the tradie listeners out there. That's it. And for the good of your staff and your future oh, development. I love, love how it. smooth we are with that. <laughs> uh, make sure to give a bit of love to our show uh, supporters, face-to-face training. So if you're looking for um, upgrading the skills of your uh, employees or yourself as far as management and leadership or you want some of these skills to take your business to 100 grand a month, uh, head to face2face.edu.au and tell them we sent you and they may, uh, I don't know, give you an extra piece of sugar in your tea or something. No sugar. You're not no, allowed to have right. sugar. Have Sugar's sugar. bad for you. <clears throat> anyway, this is the Tradies Business Show, not the Warwick Doesn't Eat Sugar Show. Uh, so hopefully you got some uh, some great tips out of that, listeners. We had a hell of a lot of fun with James, and thanks again for playing, buddy. We really appreciated your time coming into the studio. Um, and uh, until next time, hooroo. See ya. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.